0: So this week's parasha starts off with Avram Avinu trying to find a uh, kever for Sarimenu. And Rashi points out, right, what is the, why is the akeda right before the story of Misa Sura? And it says, right, um... That uh, right when Sarimenu heard about the uh, when she heard about the akedah she heard that Yitzchak was either about to be shechted or could be she was told he was shechted right Parcha Nishmasa she died and the uh, question is asked right we know that to say Sarimenu was on a higher level of nevuah than Avram Avinu Sarimenu was a tremendous tzadikess why is it that she was not able to be oymed on the Nisayan? While Avramavinu was able to do so, right to the point that Avram Avinu went to go do the Shechita, and Sarei just heard about it, and Porcha Nishmasa. So an answer given, a popular answer given, is that when Avramavinu was told about the Akedah, it was told very slowly. right? It says, Kachno es bincha es yechidcha asher es and uh, the Gemara explains, as Bincha so Avraham said, Yeshu Shnei banim. I have two sons, Yeshmal and Yitzchak. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, right, as Yichidcha, the one who's unique to you. So he said, Zei yachid, yachid, they're both a Yachid. Right, so then he said, uh, Havta that you love. He said, I love both of them. And then, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Es Yitzchak. Right, so why didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu just tell Avraham right away, Kach Es Yitzchak? Why go through the whole back and forth with the hints each time? Right? The answer is that had he just told Avramavinu, right, straight up, go take Yitzhak and Shekht, the Mataka would have been too much for Ramavinu. And perhaps uh, he perhaps would have met a similar fate uh, faith as Sarimenu. It would have been too much. So he did it a little bit slowly. Right, so and um, right? he was able to uh, slowly accept upon this. We find a similar type of thing, says Rabbi Chaim Shulevitz in the Ksubis, by the story of Rabbi Hananya bin Cha Right, that he uh, he went to go learn for 12 years and then he was coming home and he didn't tell his wife he didn't tell his wife he was coming home. Right, it says, When he got back, he went suddenly, he went right away into the house. His wife was busy with her Avaidah when she lifted her eyes, v'ra'asai she saw him, her heart saw, and she died. Right, she hadn't seen him in twelve years. She knew it was coming. Right, and the, so Pirish Rashi, Rashi explains, ra'aliba doesn't mean her heart saw. It says It went suddenly to her heart that this was her husband. In other words. Because she didn't know, almost before her eyes fully took in the fact that it was her husband there, it went to her heart. The shock, the suddenness of the whole thing went, and percha nishmasa, right? Something she was waiting for for twelve years for her husband to come back, and it was too much. The suddenness of the whole thing, and then we see also in a slightly different way with Chushin Ben Don, when Yaakov Avinu was nifter, so they took him to be buried by the Samach Pele. They get to the Moros Machpelah, and Esav is standing there, and Esav says, no, I'm supposed to be buried there, I'm the Bachar. And they get to all discussion. He says, well, you sold it, guys sold it, where's the document? And they send Naphtali back to Mitzrayim to go get the shtar that uh, Yaakov Vino had, Esav, right? That uh, was the finalizing of the sale, that uh, the Moros Machpelah, the spot we buried, was there. Chushim ben Don, right, was deaf. He couldn't hear what was going on. So he asks someone there, I don't know whether the Shvatim or someone there, what's going on? Right? And he says, Asav uh, is uh, preventing us from burying Yaakov. And what? He grabs a, an axe and he went and he took care of Asav. Right? went and killed him. So the question is asked, why didn't anyone else do this? Right? What about the other Shvatim? What about everyone else who was there? There was Asav. Right, uh, causing tsar to Yaakov, not allowing the Kavad of not going to be buried, why was it only Hushim ben Dan who went and took this axe and killed Esav? And the answer is because Chushin ben Dan was deaf. So he wasn't aware of what was going on. So all he heard was full blast. My grandfather Yaakov is being is a Bizayin through Esav. Boom, he acted. The other Shvatim, First, it was this part of the conversation, and this, and so they answered him, and they answered him, and they got used to the situation. And the full gravity of what was going on didn't dawn on them because they had this conversation bit by bit, piece by piece. While with Chushim and Don, it was pissing, it was sudden. And with sudden, the full gravity of the moment hit, and he reacted. And this idea of, number one, when something is fresh, when something is sudden, the reaction that we have. And this idea of getting used to things as they become regular to us is something, says Reb Chaim that's ingrained in us. These are tremendous meters that are ingrained in us. And there are things that we have to work on in both different ways. Right? We see how the pissim can be problematic, and we see how the pissim can be absolutely necessary. And B, finding something to be to become regular, to get used to something, is something that can be very, very dangerous. Right? It says that the, when, when the, the is that if you came in to the Beis HaMikdash, through the Sharat Safin, you were supposed to exit through the Sharat Dorim, Shara Negev. And if you came in from the Shara Negev, you should exit through the Sharad Tzafin. And what was the reason behind that? The reason behind that is, again, the same idea. Right? Because Baruch Hu didn't want it, that it shouldn't become like your house. So you go through the same thing, and you see the same to get used to it. But rather, every time you go, that's to be schadshus, And when you leave, you go through a different entrance. It should never become something that's ordinary. It should never become something you get used to. It says by the Egel, right? They were canceling the oil, right? They became Timos, they became disgusted by it. And they said, Nasalunolikim, let's make another let's make another him, let's make another God. Because they had this this uh this regularity. They lost the the uh the fire for it. There's someone that is referred to as Palti and Paltio ben Laish. And it's the same person. Sigmar so asks, why is he sometimes called Palti and sometimes <coughs> called Paltio? He says, really his name was Palti, but Hashem did a nace him and saved him from the Avera. So Palti, killed, right? Hashem saved him from the Avera. So what was the story? When Shol went after David HaMelech, right, that he wanted to kill him, so he decided that the Kedushin, that had gone on between David, right, and his daughter Michal, right, was not a valid kedushin, and he gave over Michal to, Pal- to his palti or paltiel vonayish. and paltiel knew that David Hamel's was really correct, and the kedushin was a good kedushin, and therefore she was an ashesish. So he took a sword, and he stuck it between him and Michal Bashol, and he said, right, whoever passes over, right, the exact words, we'll look it up here, whoever passes over, right, whoever is in this matter, in other words, right, with aish Ish, ish, yadkor b'cherev zeh, will be plowed with this cherev, with this sword. So we see that, despite the fact that it took a nace, for him to be able to live in the same house with Michal Bashol, and not be able to have he took this sword and he put it there. Now the question is, what exactly did that accomplish? He put the sword there. Right? There was no major threat. All he had to do was move it. Right? He was the one who was saying, anyone who was, yeah, but that, you know, that, that's he himself. So what exactly, was there a threat there? He was scared that he was going to kill himself? And the tarot is... That he knew that this was going to be a problem, it was going to be hard. Because you get used to a situation the Eight Sahara can overcome. So he put the sword, Beina Yu so that any time the urge would come, any time the Eight Sahara would attack, he would see that sword and renew the eschadras, renew the seriousness of the situation. So that he wouldn't come and succumb to the Eight Sahara and fall to this Aveira. Now, often, you get up and you speak, so you quote a Rabbi, you quote your Shiva, you quote a parent. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna quote my son, because he said son this morning, that happens to fit very nicely. And he said, in order to finish Musachizkitin, or he said a the first thing you have to do is you have to say, I am gonna finish the masahta. And then you have to make a plan. How are you gonna finish the masahta? And then he said you have to do it. So what he was saying, I think, fits right in here in order to do something, because you come in the first day of the Zman, you come in the beginning of the year, and you have a fire, and you have a bread, and you're ready to learn, and you're ready to go. And of course you're going to finish the Masechta. Of course you're going to shteig away. Of course you're going to have an amazing Zman. But if you don't take the time and make the Kabbalah B'li Neda, whether it's to finish the Masechta, or any other goal you may have, any of the signs hanging on the wall outside, or any other goal you have, ritsuf is learning, to make sure that you're on time, If you don't set the reminders and have different things, and sometimes that reminder could be a tremendous suda you have there. It could be going to someone else to see him. It could be making sure there's someone who's going to mun you to go there, to go to the extra shear, to go and to remember what to do. Then as this man goes on, we get used to it. And then slowly, slowly, slowly we lose that fire. And we need to take the steps that are necessary to keep the fire going. A Kabbalah and setting up different milestones, different accomplishments, different goals, right? How to get there. That's how you do it. And now we come, now we come, and there's an off Shabbos coming up. And off Shabbos is very important. It's a man. You're working hard. You deserve the time off. You need a break. But you have to be careful. The break shouldn't be a cutting off. A break shouldn't be the putting out of the fire. Remember, every time when you wake up tomorrow for a later minion, you can't wake up that late because they just changed the clock and messed everything up for you. Last week, if you were have given off Shabbos, mine Kriya Shema was at 10 o'clock. But this week, it's 9 o'clock. So you still can't wake up too late. But when you wake up a little later to go diving, you have to remember why am I off now? Why am I diving at a later minion? So that I can learn better when I come back from the off Shabbos. So let's make sure the off Shabbos doesn't become a uretha. Let's make sure that I do have time set up to learn on Friday, Friday night, Shabbos. Right? I, I can't understand why there's no Einig and uh, maybe Valinsky, you can help. Why? Because off Shabbos, that means on Friday, you can't have uh, Einig, you can't have the learning. So It's so hard. Right? They should do it. Right? They should have it. It's my official macho. Right? They should have it. But on Friday night, Friday night is a night for learning. So it's going to be a little less. You're going to take the time and enjoy it 100%. But don't let it extinguish the fire. Don't let that cause, okay, it's a long year, and okay, we had our time off, we get used to not learning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But to the contrary, remember, wait a minute, why am I off? I'm off to be mechazig my learning. And everything I'm doing is to my learning. And all be b'zichah, that we should enjoy the off Shabbos to the fullest, while it being a lighting of the fire to continue the rest of this month. This is the right thing.